Isaiah 66, verses 22 through 24. For as the new heavens and the new earth that I make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your offspring and your name remain. From new moon to new moon, from Sabbath to Sabbath, all flesh shall come to worship before me, declares the Lord. And they shall go out to look on the dead bodies of the men who have rebelled against me. For their worm shall not die, their fire shall not be quenched, and they shall be an abhorrence to all flesh. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Well, you know, I got a little excited yesterday and I actually read verses 22 and 23. And so can't stop. Won't stop. But man. you know, like, let's just continue to see what's there. Can't stop. Won't stop. And 24 is the new edition today, which I mean, we got the undying worm and the dead bodies of the rebellious men. So, you know, I think there's like enough there to add some meat to the bone. Uh, <laughs> if I were Isaiah, I probably would have wrote like the, I cannot even picture this. Hold on. Robe, robe, dusty, gray beard. Okay, yeah. gray beard. All right, All right, I got you. Yeah, right, go, right. go so ahead. If I were Isaiah, I go probably ahead. would have written the uh, the prophet. wolf and the lamb grazing together. Yeah, and then I would have been like, "Boom, that's my book. <laughs> Send it off to Crossway." Yeah, and uh, but we end here with this sort of tragic ending, and it's it's the dead bodies of those who rebelled against the Lord. And, you know, this is, I, I'm glad I'm not Isaiah because, you know, this is where, th- this is what needs to be the final word. It, it is this word of warning. And, you know, there's this idea that, you know, verse 23, all flesh shall come to worship before me. It's God gathering the nations. And then they take a little field trip and they go and look at the bodies of those who, you know, and, and let's put some descriptors on these men who rebelled against God. It's those who turned away from justice, who oppressed others, who who looked at God in the face and then turned towards idol worship and sacrificed their own sons in the valleys. It's, it's these men who were all high and mighty, who had the earth beneath their thumb, and there they are just laying dead in the valley like Saul and his sons. You know, and, and so this is a very striking image, and this is where Isaiah leaves us. What's your choice? Do you want to come worship before the Lord, or lay dead in the valley? So a heavy word, but Thomas, what are you, what are your thoughts on on this word? Hey, you know, the the Bible is attention as creates attention, just as the Lord um, creates tension, and we live in that tension. Um, you know. Th- the Lord his his is immutable, he's unchanging, and in his unchanging coexist mercy and justice. Mm-hmm. And he's never like he never wakes up. And I was studying the attributes of God a couple of years ago and, and Tozer said something real interesting. He said, you know, it's really hard for us to be like more than one thing at the same time. Like it's pretty much impossible. Yeah. Like yeah. you're either like happy will or sad will. Mm. It's really hard for you to be like, I am equally happy and sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, nope. Nope. <laughs> and happy and sad aren't the best examples of an attribute of the Lord, but it, God doesn't wake up one day and he's like, today I'm going to be really just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and like wake up the next day and be like, I'm going to be really merciful today. Yeah. No, his, really his justice yeah. and mercy continually coexist mm. equally together. Yeah. And that's really important for us to understand because he's not us. 
Mm. When we read passages where there's judgment, it's almost like, oh, he's angry today. Mm. And it's very important for us to say like, no, 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 he's unchanging. Yeah. And I, it's, I, I, I can't relate to that. I can't quite put my head around it, but I, I know that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And so we see his mercy and his justice in this passage. Uh, and I think that's really, really crucial for us to get as we as we want to know the Lord and not just make up a God. Um, so we have new heavens and a new earth that he makes. That is so merciful. Mm. He did not have to do that. He could have just wadded us up like you did that LaCroix a couple of days ago when you tossed it in the trash <laughs> can and it made the ODR recording. There he, he could have he just wadded us up and tossed us away and said, I'm going to start over. Mm. But he didn't. Yeah, That's super merciful. However... The people who rebel against him will not be permitted to be a part of that new heavens and new earth because of their rebellion. And so that makes me think of two things. One is, actually, this is so interesting. John the Baptist introduction of Jesus. It's You tell. Let me tell. This is so interesting. John the Baptist, okay? Not one to mix words. (laughs) Nope. He, uh, he, he, he calls, well, well, in this same passage, this is Matthew 3, in this same passage, um, he, he calls them a brood of vipers. Like, John's like a... Come on. Yeah, he's he gets after it. And so anyway, then he yells out, I don't know if he yelled this or not, but in John three eleven it says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He could have stopped there. Mm-hmm. But he gave another line and he said of Jesus, his winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor. He will gather his wheat into the barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So what we see with Jesus is not different than what we see in Isaiah 66. What we see with Jesus is, hey, he is the light of the world and he came to draw all men to himself. Mm -hmm. The question is, Am I drawn to him or not? Am I his? And if not, it's not that I'm the worst person in the world. It's that I am sinful and separated from God. And that's that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's why, you know, Dee's preached a couple weeks ago on evangelism and he used that passage. We implore you, therefore, be reconciled to God. Amen. And, you know, like, here's the thing is passages like this are like the backbone of understanding the good news and understanding the great commission and understanding, you know, the mission of God. Cause where's the imploring if it's not serious. And and so, yeah, good news only as good if there's bad news too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, that, that's just a great reminder towards evangelism and, you know, a great reminder that one day all wrongs will be made right. And that, for all the lowly, for all the oppressed, for all the broken, mm-hmm. that those who would turn to the Lord, that the Lord will draw near to them. That's right. And that those who have hardened their hearts, no matter how religious they are and what their church attendance looks like, that the Lord will oppose them because they did not truly, they did not truly fear mm-hmm. him as God and trust That's right. him. And so just a great reminder to check ourselves and to go out into the world and to implore people to be reconciled to God. Can we can we just real quick before we land the plane? Can we just plumb the depths on one little thing that you and I talked about off off a recording a Let's minute plumb ago? It, baby, get the plunger. You remember? Hmm. 
<laughs> do you do you remember when we were talking about the thief on the cross? Mm-hmm. Speak of the mercy of God. Mm. He didn't say like a super delicious sinner's prayer. Mm. He didn't. Uh, he didn't give some like. I like the use of delicious there. Thank you. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't give. My skin is feeling crawly. <laughs> um, <laughs> he didn't give like. Okay, here's the five points of Calvinism. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he didn't give. He didn't, uh, he didn't even use justification or atonement once. No. What the heck? Not one time. Do you remember what he said? Remember me when you enter your kingdom. How much mercy? is poured out on that man in that moment Mm. because he's like, I know I'm off, but I know Jesus is right. Gosh. And I need, I, I I need to be associated with him. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it, yeah, I, I love that. The, the basis of what he was saying was, and he testifies this to the other thief on the cross. We deserve this, but he doesn't. That's right. And he turns to Jesus and says, remember me. Mm. and you know how's that for a sinner's prayer like yeah it, it's powerful it's beautiful and you know one of my favorite verses in in all of the worship canon is the second verse of there's a fountain the dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day and there have i the vile as he washed all my sins away mm. amen so my sin is as vile as his my reward is as great as as his and my gospel is as simple as his. That's right. And, you know, like when we were talking about that earlier, and this was not on ODR, we were just talking about it. But, you know, one of the things I think is so profound about the gospel is the gospel is so simple that it's it's too complicated for us to understand. <laughs> like, like we yeah. can't wrap our minds around how simple it is sometimes. And so that's just the word is, is turn to the Lord. Turn to the Lord. Be reconciled to God. That's right. He's a reconciling God. You don't have to do it. Just turn to the Lord. Be broken and lowly. And, you know, Isaiah 55 says, let the wicked man forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And I think that's like such a profound call. Mm-hmm. And it says, let them return to the Lord that he might have compassion on them. You know, the major action in there is the Lord. It's the Lord having compassion. Right. What are the wicked and unrighteous doing? Turn to the Lord, forsake mm. their thoughts. And so, you know, today, forsake your thoughts, forsake your wicked ways, and return to the Lord and let Him have compassion on Him. And then you will be among those who, who are gathered together to worship the God of all. Amen. So, Isaiah, reading these last few chapters has been really powerful, especially as we've been in the reach the world emphasis at the church. And, you know, what, what better grounds to be encouraged to reach the world? Um, And so may we go forth and do that. And tomorrow we're going to start walking through the gospel of Luke. And I know we'll see you there. So I hope we'll see you there. So for Thomas Nelson, this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow on our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant. And Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly 
at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.